God bless you, my fellow brothers and sisters. Welcome back to God's Powerful Work Ministry. I am Pastor Lisa Marie. Before we start, let's all close our eyes and bow our head in reverence to the Lord. Dear Lord God, Father, we come to the name of Jesus, Father God. First of all, we ask you to forgive us of all of our sins, Father God, for we know we sin against you, whether it was by word, thought, or action. Father God, we humbly come to you, Father God, asking, Father God, for you to fill this room, Father God, with your presence, Father God. Send your Holy Spirit, Father God, so that every word that come out of my mouth, Father God, be of you, Father God. Father God, we ask you to be with the listener, Father God, to protect them, guide them, keep them away from all hurt, harm, and danger, Father God. And we rebuke every evil spirit that is in this room, every evil spirit that's behind this video. We rebuke it right now and cast it into the depths of the ocean. We thank you, my Lord, for giving us authority over all evil spirits. We praise you and we thank you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you, Jesus. God bless you, all my fellow brothers and sisters. Today's uh, message will be the seven suggestions for when God is silent. Amen. Seven suggestions for when God is silent. Elijah had been used of God to hold back rain from the people for over three years because of their sins. Obviously, he was not well liked as a, as a preacher. I can imagine the stress he experienced during those years. Something strikes me, however, that seems to further complicate Elijah's situation. Let's consider 1 Kings 18.1. Let's open our Bibles to 1 Kings 18.1. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. After a long time in the third year, the word of the Lord came to Elijah. Go and present yourself to Ahab and I will send rain on the land. According to the couple of New Testament passages, this after a long time was actually three and a half years. The famine was three and a half years long. For three and a half years, the people apparently continued to sin. Elijah continued to hold on by faith, but God said nothing. God was apparently inactive, not speaking, even to his great servant, Elijah, during this time. Have you ever been there? Have you ever been there, my fellow brother and sister? Has the silence of God in your life ever been eerily strong? Eerily strong. That you feel like you're talking to God. You're, at, you're telling him to answer your prayer. You're, you're asking him about this and, and he doesn't answer you. He's like inactive. Not speaking. He, you go to the work, you go to his word and you, you, you know, you fumble through pages and, <clears throat> excuse me, he's not talking to you through there. The question that you ask is not even concerning what you're reading, containing what you're reading. Have you ever been there? I have. I can speak for myself. I've been there. Imagine you had been faithfully serving. God is using you. You are in a constant communication with him. And then suddenly, everything is quiet. You have to wait. The separation must have seemed unbearable. Elijah's not liked and unpopular. He's an outcast from the people. And the one he trusted most was seemingly absent. 
nowhere to be found. Like, he wasn't hearing him. He was inactive. He had to wait. If you have been a follower of Christ for a very long, you have periods where it seems God is nowhere to be found. We often call them periods of spiritual dryness. Sometimes I refer to it as a being in a spiritual funk. Like, it's dry. Like, we're not getting no, no kind of revelation, no kind of, of nothing. Nothing is it's just silent. It's just quiet. What should we do during the times of silence? Before the miracles of God come through for us. Before the miracles of God come through for us. What should we do during the times of silence? If you are like me, you can figure out how to celebrate a miracle. You don't need much help doing that. The tough part of life is figuring what to do during the years of silence. During the years when miracles are seemingly nowhere to be found. What do we do during the spiritually dry periods of life? When we don't hear clearly the voice of God. What do we do? Well, my fellow brothers and sisters, here are seven things you can do when you think God is silent. You can write them down and later on go back whenever you do need. When this does happen to you, you can go back to your notes and see what seven things we can do when we think God is silent. Number one is don't ignore the silence. Some of the biggest moves God has made in my life have come after a period of spiritual dryness. When it seemed like God was doing nothing in my life, stay very close to God and watch for him to eventually display his power. He will in the fullness of time. Don't ignore the silence, my fellow brothers and sisters, because when there's a spiritual dryness, it's because there's he's been he's doing something. He's doing something. He's not just silent because he wants to. He's doing something. He's preparing something. Number two is confront known sin in your life. This wasn't the problem of silence for Elijah, but the problem for the Israelites was that they were chasing after other gods and living lives in total disobedience to God. Sin may not be the reason you don't sense closeness to God right now, but if you have known sin in your life, it will affect your intimacy with God. We've all have known sin in our life one time or another. We can't sit here and say, well, I've never sinned. I've never done nothing. Because the word of God says that if you say you have no sin in you, then you, then you make him to be a liar and the truth is not in us. We all have done something that does not please God. We all have sinned. Remember, because we all have sinned and fall of the short, the sharp of glory of God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So, number two was confront known sin in your life. And number three is go back to what you know. Get back to the basics of the faith that saved you. 
You'll do it 100 times in your life. But you must remind yourself of the basis of faith, which is the very character and promises of God. God is in control. He really is. Even when it doesn't seem that he is anywhere to be found. He's there. He is there. When we think that he's not listening, when we think that he's not there, he is. So that was number three. Go back to what you know. Number four is make a decision. Choose sides. You can't adequately serve God in the world. Consider Joshua 24, 15. Let's turn our Bibles to uh, Joshua 24, 15. He tells us there. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves from this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Amen? We will serve the Lord. Something happens in life. Often sin, busyness, boredom, or tragedy. But if we are normal, we have periods where we grow away from our close relationship with God. God hasn't moved. But if we've shifted in your obedience, if, if we've shifted in our obedience, let's get back securely on the right side. Amen. <clears throat> Excuse me. Amen. Glory to God. That was number four. Make a decision and choose sides. Because as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord no matter what. No matter what tragedy comes our way, no matter what sin the people are doing around, no matter how busy we get, no matter how bored it is, for as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. We got to make a decision. We got to choose sides. We can't choose God and choose the world. We can't live for God and live for the world. We can't do that. We have to make a decision and choose a side. Amen. Number five is trust more and not less. Times of silence may be filled with fear. But ironically, these times require more faith. Times come in our spiritual life when our enthusiasm isn't as real as when we began our walk with God. That's not an indication to quit. It may be that God is using that time for something bigger than you could have imagined. But whatever is next will most likely require a deeper level of trust. Sometimes God is silent because he's preparing something bigger for us. He can remove somebody from our life or something from our life. It's not because he's mad or he, no, it's because he wants to take us to a bigger and better place. He wants to give us a bigger and better job. He wants to put better people there that are going to be serving him as well instead of bringing us down. When God is in silence, just know, trust him more and not less. <clears throat> Excuse me. Number five, 
or that was number six. I'm sorry. That's three, four, five. Number six. Listen and watch closely. Someday God is going to make his plans known to you. Don't miss them. He may come to you personally through his word, circumstances, or other person or another person. You'll need to be in a position to know that God is moving. Read this post if you need help. Read it. Discerning God's will. Whenever you feel like you don't know what to do, you feel like all these things are coming, these circumstances, another person, something, he's doing something. It's personally for it's personal for you. Go back to read these notes that you're writing down. That you're jotting down. Amen. Listen and watch closely. And number seven, my fellow brothers and sisters, is get ready to receive. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Get ready to receive. He says, God will break the silence someday. And when he does, it will be good. If you mope around in your sorrows, you'll be less prepared to receive the good things to come. Not because of your circumstances, but because of your faith. Clothe yourself in joy as you wait for God to bless you after the period of silence. So when he's silent, that's when he's working. He's doing something. He's removing somebody or he's removing something because he wants to give us something bigger and better. God knows what's best for each and every one of us. There's nothing that he does not know. So if he sees something or someone that's bringing us down, that is, as we feel like it's our stumbling block, something that's hindering us from following him, he's going to remove that person or remove that object. But rest assured, my fellow brother and sister, that he's going to give us bigger and better. There's a blessing coming when it's, it's when he's with silence. There's a blessing coming. Remember, the teacher's always silent during a test. Amen? The teacher is always silent during a test. Are you in one of those periods of silence today? And if you are, how do you handle these periods of time? Those are questions for yourself. You can go back, write them down right there in your notes. But these are questions for yourself. Are you in one of those periods of silence today? Do you feel that you've been trying to talk to God, trying to get his attention? You feel that he's not listening to you? You feel like he's not there? Like he's inactive? That he's not speaking to you? Go to his word and he doesn't answer you. You talk to others and you're thinking, okay, God's going to use this person to tell me what I need to know. But there's nothing. Are you feeling like that today? Are you in one of those periods of silence today? How do you handle those periods of time? Amen? Write them down and put down your answers. And when you have time, you go back and you reread all this. Reread it all. But remember, the teacher's always silent when taking the test. Amen. This was a powerful, uh, a short but powerful message. I pray that somebody out there needed to hear these words. Before y'all, be before y'all, it's me and my family. Amen. I've always told you, just because I preach the word, just because does not matter. I'm learning as I preach to y'all. Amen. 
this is new to me as well as it is to y'all. Amen. So thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. So let us pray, my fellow brothers and sisters, so we can be dismissed. Amen. Dear Lord God, Father, we come to the name of Jesus, Father God. Thank you for this wonderful message that you have given us, Father God. Father God, we ask you, Father God, for us not to only be hearers of this word, Father God, but to be doers of this word, Father God. For you to write in the tablets of our heart, Father God, so that whenever we know that we feel that you're silent, Father God, we know, Father God, what we need to do, Father God. Father God, in order, Father God, whenever... When the suggestions that you give us, Father God, when you're in silence, Father God. Father God, we ask you to be with each and every one of us that were here this evening, Father God. And the ones that couldn't make it, only you know why they weren't here, Father God. But we ask you to bless the listener, Father God. Bless their families, Father God. Their homes, their finances, their vehicles, Father God. Their children and their children's children, Father God. Father God, we ask you to send a blessing upon all each and every one of them, Father God. We ask you, Father God, to dismiss us from this place but never ever from your presence. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, and God's people say, Amen, Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Well, God bless you, my fellow brothers and sisters. You have yourself a blessed, blessed day. I love you. Jesus loves you, and so do I. Amen. <laughs>